hello and welcome to Cultivate Church Online. I'm so glad that you're part of today's online experience. To our guest, if you're tuned in for the first time, I want to personally say welcome. We're glad that you're here. Welcome to 2021. Today we begin a brand new series that we're going to be talking over the next four weeks called Here We Go Again. Many of you have made that statement many times, probably in the year of 2020. Every time you turn on the news, maybe you made the statement, oh man, here we go again. Every time the virus thinks that we think that it's almost done, it's almost over, and then it surges back and we say, here we go again. Many of you have expressed this maybe when you were called into your boss's office and they said, we have some news, or we need something to tell you, to which you said, man, here we go Again, you got a phone call from your kid's teacher at school. They said, we need to have a parent-teacher conference. And you said, well, here we go again. This year, we're going to talk about here we go again. As we begin 2021, today we're going to talk about the here, the right now. I actually titled our message today, You Are Here. We're going to talk about where we begin You can't get to where you're going until you understand where you are. Next week, we're going to talk about the term we, who we are, who we are together, who is the church, how do we relationally connect to make ourselves better. And then the third week is going to be go. That's an action word. It's calling us to do something. It's not calling us to be lazy or passive. No, it's calling us to action. And I believe that 2021 for many of us is a year of action. And then in week four, we're going to talk about the word again. There are some things that we need to do continually in our life. We need a cycle of discipline in order to be successful in the year 2021. And this entire series is coming out of this verse of scripture. Look at it with me in Psalm 143 verse 8. It says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. God, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. Every day when we wake up, it's an opportunity to say, here we go again. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new moment. Here we go. We've got brand new things ahead of us. I don't know what's going to be on the news when I turn it on today. It's been an eventful week. It's been an unbelievably sad week. To see what is happening continuously, even into this new year, all around our country, the division, the divide of people and political parties, the hurt that it's causing many people. It's just a sad moment that we're living through. Here we go again. But I want you to know today there's hope that every morning, that every day, His unfailing love would be there so that we would put our trust in Him so that we would know where to go as we give ourselves over to the Lord. Today, you are here. This is your moment. And so I want to learn about what to do with this very moment, this very day, as we begin this next year ahead of us in 2021. God, what do you want to do in me and through me so that I make a difference in the world that is around me? Let's pray together before we start our journey in the Word today. Father, I love you. Thank you for my friends watching online today or listening by podcast. We're so excited, God, about the things that are ahead of us. We know that in moments of difficulty, 
God, in dark times, the light shines the brightest. And God, you haven't left us. You haven't forsaken us. You have incredible things planned for your church and your people in 2021. Help us to recognize it. God, to live in it. Father, to take advantage of it. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope you've got your outline there on Church Online or if you can follow along with us today. I'm going to take you through uh, the moment of where we are to where I believe God wants us to go. I titled your section here on the first portion of your outline, X Marks the Spot. You are here. Here we are. Write this down. The first thing that I want you to know out of three things today about where you are is, number one, your reality. You have to know your reality. Listen to what the Bible says in Mark 9, verse 22 through 24. One of my favorite verses, one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's Jesus who has encountered a man with a sick son. And this is what happens. The Spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. The Father is explaining his son's condition. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. If you're taking notes, writing, or underlining in your Bible, underline that statement, if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. I love that. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, oh, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. If I'm honest with this today, I believe this is a perfect picture of our reality that we're living in. You have a father who has a sick son. He's demon-possessed, and the demon is trying actively to kill his son. And he's explaining this to Jesus, and he utters the words, If you can do anything. Now, that sounds crazy when we read the scripture because we go, man, you're talking to Jesus. You're in the presence of Jesus. What do you mean, if he can? Of course he can. He's Jesus. But how many of us in a normal everyday scenario in our life, when we hit difficult times, we say, Jesus, if you can do anything, if you love me, if you hear me pray, if you will consider me, then will you? And I love that Jesus just snaps back, what do you mean, if I can? If I can, of course I can. I'm Jesus. And then the Father, he immediately says, oh, I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. There was this wrestling, there was this internal wrestling that he was doing within himself versus his faith versus his fear, his trust in Jesus and who he was, yet this moment of hesitation that we all experience. I believe today that many of us walk in an artificial reality. We're living in a reality TV world. We like this thought of reality TV that we turn on the television and we take a sneak peek in the lives of other people. But I think we forget to realize sometimes it's not really real. All of this reality TV, it's artificial, it's fabricated, it's made up, it is produced, it is directed, yet given to us as if it is real. One of my shows that I like to watch from HGTV is House Hunters, but it was reported back in 2010 that the participants of the show actually already knew which house they were going to buy. It's actually said that many of these people have to have already purchased the home before they even get on the show. They've already got to sign a contract on the house and close on it. And then they go through the show where they're picking and trying to choose which one they're going to pick. It's just, it's not real. It's fabricated. Competition shows, it's the producer that has the final say. The judges may want to get somebody off the show. They may want to eliminate somebody, but the producer may say, no, they're good for TV. You're going to keep them. We live 
in an artificial reality. And many of us walking in a relationship with Jesus are walking in a reality TV, superficial, artificial reality. God, I, I believe you, I trust you, I go to church and I, I'm a Christian and I, I love God, but yet when difficult times come, we say, I, I don't know if I have the faith. I don't know if I really believe. I don't know if I can stick this out. Today, you have to be honest with yourself. We have to realize our reality. What's your starting point today? Where are you? What is your reality, your condition of your relationship with Jesus? As you're navigating, man, all the craziness of this world, what is your reality? How healthy are you today? What's your reality with your family? What's your financial reality? What is the reality of your health, of your mind, of your emotions, of your feelings? What's the reality of your marriage, of your relationship with your kids, on the job, with your coworkers, your employees, your employer? There are so many things that make up the reality that we live. And today, can you be honest and say, my reality is? I'm asking you today, as we begin this journey, here we go again. You are here. Hey, X marks the spot. What is your reality today? Number two, we need to consider your responsibility. Because in the middle of our reality, we often try to pass off the responsibility that we carry in the reality that we're living in. The Bible says in Matthew 7, verse 3 through 5, it says, Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you even think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Verse 5, hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. I love the picture that's painted in the scripture that Jesus uses. He says, hey, listen to me. You're, you're trying to correct everybody else. You're so worried about what everybody else is doing. You're worried about what's going on in everyone else's life. You're reading all the news. you got all the celebrity gossip. You know what's happening down the street. You know what's happening with your, with your kids, parents. I mean, we know everything about everybody else. But what about your reality? How is it that you are trying to take care of everybody else when your reality says you have responsibility for your own actions. It is natural for us to try to correct everybody else. We live in a social media world where all you have to do is put your comment. All you have to do is type really fast and say what you want to say. Back in the day, maybe you read a newspaper, maybe you read an article, and it frustrated you and it made you mad. And if you wanted to talk to that editor, if you wanted to express your opinion, you had to get out a pen and a piece of paper, and you had to write it, and then you had to fold it, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, put it in the mailbox, and mail it off and hope they read your opinion. Today, it's not that way at all. We just get online, we get on social media, and we just immediately tell everybody what we think. We're trying to get the toothpick out of their eye when we have a board lunging out of ours. We experience it all the time as a pastor. One of my favorite things is when somebody will come and they'll visit our church for the very first time and they'll walk in. And then at the end of the day, the first time I meet these people, they will shake my hand, tell me their name, and then proceed to give me 10 reasons why we need to change everything that we're doing. And my absolute favorite is they'll say, well, the church that I came from or the church that I was a part of, here's what we did. And I'm just going to be honest with you as a pastor. I'm thinking, well, maybe if that's what you like, why don't you just go back to that church? 
I know that sounds harsh, but the reality is, hey, look, I got to worry about the log that's in my eye before I try to remove the speck that is out of yours. Today, what I'm communicating is, is whatever your reality is, you have a responsibility to the reality in which you are living in. You can't expect everybody else to meet your desires. You cannot expect everybody else to think just like you, to feel just like you do. Stop worrying about correcting and changing and directing everybody else's decisions and choices and life movements when we have so much within ourselves to correct on our own. Here we go again. Today, in 2021, you are here. You have a reality of where you are, and you have a responsibility to do something about it. I'm going to ask you today, have you considered the things that you can change in your own life this next year? Have you considered your attitude? Have you considered your mindset? Have you considered your outlook? Have you considered your contributions to the relationships that are around you? Have you considered that maybe if you're not engaging with the Lord the way you anticipate or hope to, then maybe you have a responsibility to draw near to the Lord so that He will draw near to you? That's what Scripture says. Maybe if you want that promotion in 2021, have you considered your responsibility to do your job better, to perform better, to be more dedicated, more committed, more sold out, to sharpen your skills, to learn more so that you can do more, so that you can reach more of your potential? The reality is, here I am. X marks the spot. This is where I'm at. Maybe my family's not healthy. My job is not healthy. Maybe my finances are not healthy. Maybe I'm not healthy in any capacity. So I have a responsibility to my reality to begin making some changes. So if this is where we are in your reality, you have your responsibility. The third thing I want you to consider is your response. What do you do about it? So today as we're talking, maybe you're identifying some places and going, okay, Maybe I could fix this. Maybe what could I do now to make my marriage stronger? How could I be a better husband? How could I be a better wife, a father, a mother? How could I be a better brother, a, a son, a daughter? How could I be a better, you name it, how can I get ahead in 2021? How can I get past the slump of 2020 and move into 2021? So I say, here we go again. I've got this. Consider your response to your reality and the responsibility that you have individually for the circumstance that you're living in. Look at what the scripture says. Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Most of us do not like small beginnings. We give in before we even begin. We have great ideas of what we want to accomplish in 2021. You already set a goal of how much weight you want to lose, but you're already discouraged because where you are and where you want to go is so far apart. You want to climb out of debt in 2021, but you're already discouraged about your beginning because of where you are is so far from where you want to go. But in this reality, I have a responsibility, and it's my response that makes all 
of the difference. Last year, we said, hey, 2020, this has been awful. I can't wait to see you go. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. 2021, it's my year. It's going to be my time. We're going to flip the page. We're going to turn the calendar. It's going to be a fresh start, a brand new year, and a brand new you. We had all of these thoughts about 2021. And then this week happened. And 2021 said, 2020, you haven't seen anything yet. Listen, I cannot control all the things that are happening around me, but I can control my response in which happens in life's uncertainties and life's difficulties. Pastor Chuck Swindoll says this, Life is 10% what happens and 90% of how we respond to it. Isn't that the truth? Just think about this past week alone, about the things that happened that you could not control. The only thing you could do is respond to what was happening. You got out of bed and you had no control over the things that broke in your house. You had no control over that bad hair day. Some days we just have them. You had no control that the car didn't want to start right. You had no control that traffic was thick and the responses that you got in traffic wasn't what you would want to see. You had no control of the way people treated you when you got to work. You had no control of the workload that was put on your desk. You had no control over you name it. There are more things that we cannot control than we can. But life is 10% what happens and 90% of how we respond to it. I believe that that is the truth. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Listen, the things that happen to you are not as important as how you respond to them. The things that are happening to you are not as important as how you respond because you can control the way in which you travel through the difficulties that are given to you. And it is our difficulties that actually build your disciplines of your life. And the disciplines of your life actually gives the outcome of what you are doing, what you are achieving, what you are seeing. If you want 2021 to be your year, what is your reality today? And then take responsibility for where you are. And then let your response lead you in a proper direction. Listen, Benjamin Franklin, listen, he saw every failure as one step closer to success. I love that about his outlook, that Benjamin Franklin said that every time he failed, he only saw it as one step closer to his success. That was his response to the circumstances that were happening. Today, what is your response to the circumstances that are happening around your life? I love this quote that says, millions saw the apple fall But only Newton asked the question, why? His response was different. He discovered gravity literally because his response to an ordinary everyday happening was different. Your outlook, your outcome can be different because of the response that you give in the middle of your reality. Taking responsibility and responding accordingly. I want to give you three ways in which you can do that very easily today. Number one, I want you to write this down. How do we get there from here is you have to be honest. Write that down. You have to be honest. Honest, honesty is always the best what? Policy. Honesty is always the best policy. I want to show you Lamentations chapter 3 verse 40. I love this book. It's written in the midst of tragedy. 
Tragedy is happening all around them, and this is a response. Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Listen to that. I'll read it again. Let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. In the midst of trouble, oftentimes... In the reality that we're living in, we're going to go and try to figure out why it's somebody else's fault. What someone else has done. Why someone else has caused the trouble or the grievance or the difficulties in my life. But when I stop and just accept this is my reality, I don't know how I got here. Maybe it was the fault of someone else and I could not control it. Things have happened to you. Things have been said to you. You have been treated in ways that are not fair. Life has handed some things to you that you would not have chosen. But today, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That is your reality. Some things you didn't choose. Some things you caused. There are some actions that you've taken. You have sown some seeds that you are now reaping that have put you in the middle of a field that you would not have chosen. There are crops around you that you have grown in your life that are not pleasing. But that is your reality. And in that reality, you have a responsibility to respond. And when you respond in honesty, that gives an opportunity for God to begin working in your life. Stop worrying about all the other things that you can't control. Take responsibility for your reality and respond accordingly in honesty. So go ahead and do what the scripture says. Examine your ways. And then let's turn back to the Lord. Examine how you got here. And examine what you could do to move beyond where you are. You know, all of the people who struggle with some sort of of habit, hang-up, or hurt... There are many different programs that help people. There's one that's very popular, the AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. You know what the first thing that they teach people, their very first step, is that we have to admit that we are powerless. We can't overcome it on our own. I don't have the power within myself. Just admit that there is a problem. Celebrate Recovery, or CR, the very first thing that they teach is you have to admit that you're powerless. You have to admit that you have a problem. You have to be honest with your reality if you're going to move forward. You have to take responsibility. You have to respond accordingly and be honest with yourself if you're going to move forward. What's the Bible teach us? Admit us, admit that we are powerless. It's the same principle. Admit that I am a sinner. Admit that I don't have the ability within myself in order to do it. I need God's help in order to overcome. If you're going to improve your reality, if you take responsibility and respond correctly, just be honest about where you are today and what you need to do to improve. Where is the placement of God in your life? What is the discipline of your life? What can you implement in your life to get there from here? Listen. God wants you to express all of the emotions that He has given to you. Many of us are withholding that because we are afraid to give it to God. We are hurt. We are fearful. We're worried. We're overwhelmed. Listen, God gave you all the emotions that you have. We were made in God's image. He understands those emotions. And God wants you to express those to Him because He gave them to you and because He cares. Today, just take a moment. And be honest before God. Here you are. You are here. Just be honest with yourself. Number two, you need to be hopeful. 
I love this verse of Scripture in Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. It says, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Wow. I underline that word of this. What, what is this? What is this that the author is recalling that gives hope? Well, look at verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This is what he calls to mind. The steadfast love of the Lord. His mercies that never come to an end. The new blessing that God gives every single day. And God is faithful. Today, I don't want you to live in fear. Today, I don't want you to live in depression. Today, I don't want you to live in addiction. Today, I want you to live in the freedom and the hopefulness that is found in Jesus because He does love you and it never ceases. His love for you never goes away. His mercies, they are new every morning. They never come to an end. He is faithful today. Be hopeful. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your health. There's hope for your finances. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your kids. There's hope for you. Why? Because God is good. Today, God, my reality is not where I want to be. It's not what I want to see. It's not what I want to experience, but I place my hope in you. I am willing today God, to be honest about where I am. I'm willing to accept the responsibility. I'm willing to respond accordingly. Therefore, I have hope that, God, you can do in me and through me what I cannot do in and through myself. Because, God, you are bigger. My hope is in you. My hope is not in the world around me. My hope is not in the politics. My hope is not in all the things that we can do in our own selves. My hope is in you. How do I get there from here? I have to be honest. Number two, your honesty leads to being hopeful. And then number three, write this down, is you have to be helpful. Let me explain this to you. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 25 through 27. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him, to those who search for Him. So it's good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it's good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of His discipline. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him. I want to ask you this quickly today. What are you depending on? In your reality, in your responsibility, and in your response, maybe you would consider being honest with yourself today and say, I'm depending on something else. But you have to depend on Him. You, he, he is, he's good to those who search for Him. What are you searching for today? What are you looking for? Where are you searching for hope? Where are you searching for love? Where are you searching for peace and all the things that you desire? What are you looking for? Where are the places that you're searching? It only works if you search in Him. So wait quietly for what? Salvation, to be rescued, to be redeemed, to be forgiven, to be set free. That salvation comes from the Lord. If you're searching anywhere else, you're missing it. And it's good for people to submit. Submit means I lay everything down. That it is not, uh, it's not God transforming uh, Himself to me. It's me, God, allowing me to transform myself to Him. I submit. And to the yoke of His discipline, meaning that I submit to Him. 
his direction, his word. I am submitted to his discipline. Listen, it's hard to help someone who will not help themselves. Through the years, I've said that so many times. As a pastor, try to help so many people. You encourage them, you counsel them, you give them tools, you provide opportunities, you show them people who have done it, people who have overcome, you pray with them, you tell them to get in God's Word, you tell them to dig in, you tell them all of these things, and yet they continue to walk in absolute turmoil in their life. They, they, they deny the reality. They do not take responsibility, and they do not respond well. But today, if you are honest hopeful in the Lord, and helpful. Listen, you have to do your part. Help God out a little bit. Don't sit back in 2021 and wait magically for things just to disappear. Don't sit aside and say, well, when everything gets better, then I'm going to do that. No, do your part. Help yourself out a little bit. Get in the game. Start doing what God's Word says to do. Depend on Him. Search for him submit to him these are all things that you are to take responsibility and to do these are all things that i have to take responsibility to do every single day and i'm telling you the faithfulness of god the goodness of god will never leave you it will never surpass you his mercies are new every single day what did our foundational verse of scripture says it says let me hear of your unfailing love every morning for i'm trusting you show me where to walk for I give myself to you. Today I know my reality, and I'm going to take responsibility, and I'm going to respond accordingly. Today, God, I'm going to be honest about where I am. I'm going to be hopeful about where I'm going, and I'm going to be helpful along the way. Thank you, God, for helping us today. Hey, I want to pray for every one of us who are watching online or listening by podcast. Wherever you are, just be reverent, be still. I want to ask you the most important question that you could be asked as you begin 2021. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? If that answer is no, let me tell you something. It does not matter what you do on your own. It doesn't matter what you try. It doesn't try to matter how much you try to achieve. It doesn't matter how gifted. It doesn't matter how able. It does not matter how driven. You cannot do it on your own. That's your reality. Today, I'm asking you to take responsibility Respond accordingly. Be honest and hopeful and helpful. And today, give your heart and your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you today that you would do that. And then I want to pray for all of us that God would just put his favor and his blessing that it would rest on us in this 2021 as we begin this year. Here we go again. God, help us get there from here. God, I pray for every one of my friends watching and listening. I pray for any person today that does not have a personal relationship with you. God, I pray that you just forgive us of our sin. We've all messed up. We've all missed it. We've fallen short. But today, we just submit all of that to you. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. We receive that sacrifice that you paid for us. We give it all to you today. All of our trust, all of our issues, all of our worries, we submit to you. Thank you for salvation today. God, I pray for all of my friends. God, every person that's just walking overwhelmed, tired, ready for a new start, ready to get there from here. God, together we say, here we go again. We accept where we are today because we have to know where we are in order to get where we want to go. 
I pray over every person. Let your favor rest on them. God, I pray that your mercies would be new every single morning. I pray that we would seek you like we have never sought you before. God, I am so honored. I'm so thankful that you love us the way you do. Today we trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.